Welcome listeners that I'm 100% sure we're going to have to the new bespoke audio experience that's bound to take the already oversaturated world of podcasting by storm. Each episode, we'll be taking a sideways look at a human activity or behavior to save you the bother of deciding whether or not you should bother bothering with it yourself. Get the idea? No? Well, you will do soon. Scream if you want a podcaster. Welcome Welcome to to Why Do I Bother? Bother! Welcome to this special episode of Why Do I Bother, where four unwise men try and work out if we're down with the festive frolics or whether we'd prefer to go cold turkey. It's Why Do I Bother with Christmas. Hit it, Ollie. Why do I bother with Christmas? Why do I bother with Christmas? Christmas. Why do I bother with Christmas? Why do I bother with Christmas? Christmas. Even though it's gonna be a different Christmas, still gonna get my cheese and biscuits. Damn it down, I'll even do a couple nut cutlets. Though it's not negative, I've get Brexit. Gonna get gifts for all these fuckwits. Dan gets punchlines, he can take the piss with. Can we get a couple yards of rope for the victim? Mind about rambling, now you gotta listen in. Podcast climbing up the charts this season. Get them turkeys cooking in the kitchen. Roast these gravy, sprouts, and stuffing. Whatever you're making, better get roasted. We got gifts, that's why I'm man rapping. We can get festive, even from a distance. This is why do I bother with Christmas, bitches? Why do I bother with Christmas? Christmas? Why do I bother with Christmas? Why do I bother with Christmas? Why do I bother with Christmas? No For a Christmas song, were ya? This is not a drill. This is some drill. Anyway, should we, uh, should we do a podcast? It's Christmas time. Daniel is a swine. Ollie keeps wearing beige all the time. Kev is a Welshman. It's plain to see. Hard to explain all the joy that I bring. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? John Lennon asked that very question, and he was a man who could make a point without even getting out of bed. Christmas is important. It must be. Why else would shops have us start preparing for it a full quarter of the year before the big day? We'd like to think it's not a corporate exercise that is entirely sales-driven, but then willfully ignore the fact that the season has a mascot that was invented by Coca-Cola. We tell each other that it's not about the presence and mass accumulation of stuff, but then spend about a month's wage trying to avoid the guilt that comes with the feeling that you haven't bought enough, or that the other person will have bought you something nicer, or even worse, something they put genuine thought into, the bastards. Back in the olden days, that mythical time that Gammon Face Braxiteers wank on about, shops would shut over the Christmas period, thus necessitating a big Christmas shop beforehand to fill the cupboards. These days, we still do the massive trolley dash and strip the shelves of anything edible with the knowledge that the shops will be shut for one day. One day? No wonder we weren't prepared for a lockdown. Once we've stuffed ourselves silly with a mountain of roasted goodies, a handful of quality street, two full bags of twiglets and a fruitcake that is on fire for some reason, we flop down in front of the TV and gawk at the festive offerings on show. I cannot wait for the Queen to tell us about how bad the year has been for everybody, while wearing a brooch that costs more than the annual salary of everyone that works at Topshop combined. Then, we'll flick over to the Christmas special of whichever sitcom is popular at the moment. It'll probably be the episode where their Christmas plans don't go well and they eventually learn that being together as a family is all that matters. While 
the entire country is legally unable to visit their family. Then that most festive of treats, where we find out which character suffers a grisly and untimely death in EastEnders. Makes you feel all warm and cuddly inside, doesn't it? Now, I'm not a complete Grinch. Part of the problem is that I've grown up and Christmas doesn't hold the same magic for me. Becoming a dad has helped reframe this. And this is the bit, if you're listening, where it gets a little bit Christmas movie cliche, where I figure out the magic was in me all along. And it's now my job to make Christmas magical for the fruit of my loins. I now get to set the Christmas traditions, adapting some of the things that I used to enjoy as a kid and adding some modern twists to capture his little imagination. I'm not doing Elf on the Shelf, though. That can fuck right off. Merry Christmas and bar humbug, you ho-ho-ho-bags. On the 12 days of COVID, the virus brought to me 12 squirts of hand gel, 11 bags of pasta, a 10pm curfew, 9 weeks of furlough, Eight illegal gatherings, seven were from home days, six months of lockdown, five face masks, four toilet rolls, three Zoom calls, a two meter gap, and a week of self isolating. Merry Christmas, you bricks. Like to begin with, before we kind of change our minds, what, what are we thinking? What, as in, do we like it? Yeah, you're a fan. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I do like Christmas. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like it. I like presents. I like getting pissed. I like food. Um, quite like my family. I better say that because they're some of the few people that listen to this. You are... <laughs> but you, this, I mean, this, is this for the Christmas special because you're normally so hateful? That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's the one time of year, Dan, that um, <laughs> I turn it around and yeah, get a bit of Christmas cheer going on. I know. I thought if there's going to be one episode where we're going to have a Grinch, it's mm. it's going to be Ollie, and it's going to be the Christmas episode. I'm no, surprised. I love it. I love it. I love all I of it. I'm shocked and surprised at this. What about you, Kev? Are you a fan of Christmas? Yeah. Well, I'm born around it, so I have to be really. Well, like the little baby Jesus. Yeah, I'm like the baby Jesus. I'm, I'm Are you the Jim and coming? Well, that's what. No, I'm not going to say. <laughs> Anything, but uh, yeah, of course, man. It's a, it's a good, it's a good time of year. You know, it's uh, it's a good time to kind of spend with family, get drunk, open presents, eat a hell of a lot of food, eat your body weight in food, and obviously my birthday's around it. So of course, yeah, I got to love Christmas. Shit, when's your birthday, Kev? 29th. Oh, I can't believe you didn't know that, Ant. Um, yeah, it's another birthday I've forgotten. How about how about you, Dan? What do you I reckon about Christmas? I actually started trying to like think of all the nice things about Christmas for my intro and then just went on a sideways tangent where I sounded really, really anti, anti-clause. But um, I think the thing to look at is what would be the alternative if there was no Christmas? Because December's pretty bleak. You just had the shortest day of the year where, you know, I get up for work, it's dark. I go home, it's dark. I, you know, I can go for weeks without seeing any sunlight. There's times where I've believed I'm actually a vampire. I've waited to cheer everyone up. Dan, I was listening to your intro. What is Elf on the Shelf? I don't know what that is. Elf on the Shelf is a vanity project for social media. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do stupid stuff with an elf that make your children believe that they have to be well-behaved. It's basically, it's a form of child manipulation, 
right. to get them on side so they're not little shits for the whole of December. But I don't think anyone's really, no one's doing it for their kids because it's always about, oh, look what I've done on, on Facebook. That's all it is. So what do you do? Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Not that it's a shoreboarding contest, but I put my elf on the shelf into a cereal bowl this morning. <laughs> it was a right gaff. You have an actual elf? Or you just get Kev around? <laughs> yeah, just sit on their shelf. Not, not too high, please. I make Kev look like he's raided my cupboards and I chuck, like, food all over my kitchen floor. And You have to stage, like, murder scenes with this elf and make it look like it's done some grisly dark stuff that's a bit naughty. So the elf. Oh, look what he's done. He's eating all the pizza or whatever it might be that's, you know, it's meant to amuse the children, but really it's meant to show off how funny you are. Okay, so the elf does mischief. You take pictures yeah. of the evidence of this elf's mischief. Yeah. You put that on the internet. Yeah, it's called only it's called OnlyFans, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not subscribed to yours, Kev, so this is probably why I don't know. I wouldn't bother Ollie. It's just Kev just sat in a dark room for an hour in a hockey mask. I wouldn't do it. It's not. And you're exposing your children to that, are you? <laughs> no, they're two separate things. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, let's go back to Kev being the little baby Jesus. Born around Christmas. Born around Christmas, Kev. The little Welsh baby Jesus. I think Dan had a question around the baby Jesus, didn't you, Daniel? Yeah. So, as we all know the three wise men turned up with gifts because apparently it's like a baby shower thing. Now you have to do that. You have to turn up with a present for the baby. <laughs> they started it off with the gold frankincense and the myrrh. So if the baby Jesus was born today, what present would you bring as a wise man for the baby? Jesus? What would three daft men get? Three daft men. <laughs> three unwise men. <sighs> Who wants to go first? Nando's gift card. Nando's gift card. Yeah. You can't have chicken for a little while, though. You don't have solid straight away. Have you forgotten this? I know your kid's a little bit older now. He's Jesus. He turned water to wine. He walked on water. He parted the Red Sea. He ate chicken as a baby. It's a fact he ate chicken as a baby. He had a run-up, mate. He didn't do that straight out of the crib, did he? Well, Dan, this is what I'm thinking, right? The three wise men, he's a baby... He can't do nothing with gold or frankincense and myrrh, which it turns out are two kinds of perfume. So and probably poisonous for a baby to suck on. Have you not smelled how bad babies can get? But, well, on that logic, I'm getting a Lynx gift set. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> which one? Which Lynx gift set? Which scent do you think <laughs> is right for the for the for the little prince? Uh, Lynx Africa. <laughs> Go for it. Twenty five years. Twenty five years. Lynx Africa. Yeah, man. Did they do a Lynx Jerusalem? He'd have Mary Magdalene's all over him. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> J, what do you reckon? I think, do you know what? Because I know he's got this guy's future and I'm looking out for him. Uh, I'll probably get him a tube of No More Nails. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ, Kevin. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Gotta look after the little blight. <laughs> no More Nails, Lynx Africa. How about you, Dan? You came up with the question. What, were, what was your thought behind it? Well, I'm just thinking back to what was useful. Um, and I mean, at first, you've got to be wipes, isn't it? There's loads of wipes. Going to need loads of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought maybe for a bit later on, you know, one of those things that you put aside for a little bit until he's older, maybe like a genealogy kit. Uh, you know, one of those like family tree posters or something like that. It'd be a wicked episode of who do you think you are? <laughs> well, like find out, find out who your God is. Well, who's your dad? <laughs> 
Do you mean a genealogy kit? I think a genealogy kit would just make you a bit more cheerful. <laughs> Geniality. Kev, I'm going to get you the same thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, something to do with Sutty and Sweep again, Kev. Apparently, I don't know who my parents are, but who knows? <laughs> I, we do know who your, your real dad is, Matthew Corbett. He used to do Sutty. Look it up, kids. Well, I've invited a special guest on this evening to uh, talk about uh, Kev's genealogy. Kev's mum. <laughs> Hello, I'm Kev's mum. <laughs> Hi, Kev's mum. Um, we're wondering if you'd had a thing in the 80s with the guy who did Sutty and Sweet. What are your thoughts? Uh, oh, he was lovely, boy. Um, I gave him a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's so real. Oh, no, we've <laughs> offended already Christians and the Welsh. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry yeah. Christmas. Oh, God, yeah. Merry Christmas. If you're Christian and Welsh, that's a double whammy, isn't it? Sorry, we don't mean it. Ollie, where's your Christmas tree? I can't see a Christmas tree. Uh, it's it's the other side of the camera. It's huge. I'm looking at it now. It's it's giant. You haven't put one up, have you? No. You just because you don't have a just because you don't have a TV, you've got to have a Christmas tree. Now you're picking on me because you don't have a TV. No, I thought you'd be you'd have you'd have loads of trees being a vegan. It's more that I don't have children, but, I, you know, it's just not necessary, is it? The wonderment is already instilled into my heart, so I don't need any more. <laughs> no, having children is actually the like the worst excuse for having a tree because they're all over it. If you want to have a tree and have peace and have it exactly how you left it, have a tree now, mate. I don't want that. I don't need a tree in my house that stays in eternal stasis. And a tree should firmly stay in the garden, nowhere else. That's absolutely it. Kev J. Mm-hmm. You had a question for us. What's your question, young man? Okay, so very simple question, guys. What's the worst Christmas gift you've had? Oh. Again, the, some of the few people that listen to this are all related to me and are the ones who would give me Christmas gifts. So you're asking me to slag them off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I never complain about my Christmas gifts but every year my brother complains about his Christmas gifts especially when he receives socks and I hope he won't mind me mentioning this but he has something called the sock plan which is a genius plan right the result of the plan is that you never wear mismatching socks do you know how he achieves that he only buys black ones it's a great plan but it's very unhappy whenever anyone goes against the sock plan so I'm I'm impressed by what you think is genius. It's a Christmas kind of tradition for me to listen to my brother complaining about every gift he receives whilst quietly accepting mine with grace. (laughs) I know what my worst one is. Action Man pyjamas. No, that doesn't sound too bad. I thought you'd love that. It was last year. (laughs) I pretty much received them when I was about 15. So probably about (laughs) five or six years too late. Was it from a creepy uncle? To receive Action Man pyjamas. No, for my mum and dad. So I'm at the age when I'm starting to see girls in a different light. Do you know what I mean? They put different bulbs in the classrooms and all that and all that jazz. It helps me turn the Start light. Starting in a different light. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have wore them into school, Lamp. That was the mistake. <laughs> well, to the disco. Damn! I thought it was the mustache that I had at 15 that was t- turning off all the girls, but it wasn't. It was the Action Man pajamas. I'm impressed if you could grow a mustache at 15. Mine only came in this year. Mate, look at my beard. Of course I had a moustache at 15. It's gorgeous, like, yeah. Full grown. I looked like 
I looked like a 35-year-old Deliveroo driver, like in school. It was it was mental. You had hair on your head as well as we faced that. I did. I, I had hair everywhere. Very <laughs> <laughs> <Hairy> little chipmunk. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, how hair travels around the body as you grow? First the head, then the balls, then the chest, and then eventually into the ears and nose. Hairy Christmas. Mm. Yeah, do you know what? It, it gets on my nerves, that. You've got it on your nerves? Jeez. <laughs> you must be a hairy <laughs> guy. Nerves, yeah. I can't grow hair on my head, but I've got hairy ears, hairy back, hairy palms. Do you know what I mean? That's My mum my always taught me not to trust men with hairy palms. Do you know mm. what I mean? Kev's got a look in his face as if he knows why. <laughs> <laughs> Kev's definitely got hair, hair on his palms. The Welsh <laughs> werewolf man. God, that's really hard to say after a glass of wine. <laughs> Welsh werewolf man. What was your worst gift, Kev? Uh, I think the worst one I've had was a juggling ball set with one ball. About your level. Not, not, <laughs> that's not a juggling set. <laughs> no. Is that some kind of personal slur on you, Kev? Was it reduced? Yeah. <laughs> you had the reduced sticker on as closing down sale. <laughs> Was that Hitler's juggling set? <laughs> well, now is the perfect time to out that bastard of a person who bought you that gift. Who is it, Kev? <laughs> it's my- Matthew Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> it was Hitler, wasn't it? He only had one ball. And the other one was in the other and he hole. Gave it to you on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, the other one was in Kev's stocking. <laughs> it definitely wasn't in my stocking. No. <laughs> I don't think you use that for juggling. <laughs> Oh, minging Kevin, absolutely disgusted. How about you, Dan? I am going to feel slightly bad now because I get Ollie's point that, you know, people might be listening to this and they, they've all tried. Probably. They've all probably tried. We should have just put this section in after the first 10 minutes and wouldn't really have registered. I think my mum probably struggles <laughs> a little bit because, like, as I've got older, it's probably got more difficult to figure out what kind of things I'm interested in. And my mum lives on the other side of the world as well. So sometimes I think she buys things that she knows I liked when I was eight. So, like, randomly, I might get a Tasmanian Devil T-shirt or something like that, which, you know, is still kind of cool, I guess. Action Man pyjama, something like that. A couple of years ago, I actually had to ask her what it was as I unwrapped it, because I think she'd found it on a market over there, and she thought, oh, this is quite, this is different. But it looked like a Blue Peter project, because there was a tiny, tiny Converse shoe with a little tiny Superman Funko Pop glued to the tip of that shoe, and then... (laughs) Someone had wedged a plastic tube into the foot bit. <laughs> I ca- what? A novelty bong. <laughs> apparently, apparently, that was definitely drug paraphernalia. That was yeah. Yeah. off the market with plastic tube. It was a pen holder. Oh, I haven't even got a desk. No, nah, it's definitely a bong. I'm an- with Ollie. Another uh, practical use for a bong. What a weird, weird gift. My my dad once bought my mum possibly, possibly the strangest gift I've ever seen for Christmas one year. A young child named Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely no stranger. No, so my dad's notoriously, he's a lot better now. He's like absolutely brilliant now. Ever since I taught him, if in doubt, just buy perfume, dad. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So he bought a little ornament one year, right? Little ornament. Oh, that's nice. Sentimental value. Brilliant. That ornament that he came back with that he was really proud of was a little pig, 
Oh. <laughs> the pig had teeth. That was the last bit. The pig had little tiny pig teeth. Now, what one, what was what was the sentiment behind this pig? And two, why did the pig have human teeth? Oh, like a big sort of cheesy human grin. Yeah. It was the strangest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Who was it for? For your mum? For my mum. Was that sort of a, I mean, that seems quite male, doesn't it? That's sort of something that out of absolute <laughs> panic that you buy at the last minute <laughs> kind of like, in a garage. I was, I'll be honest, I was hungry, like, and I was thinking of a vegan sandwich, and I got you this. That is, oh my God, that is a Christmas Eve Poundland dash, that is. <laughs> <laughs> but you've talked about it for years, so nice work, Big Tone. Oh, hey, go. story there. Try to remember his amp's dad's name, not our mate Big Tone. That's it, yeah. It's Rabbi awkward. Maybe listening. No, Merry Christmas, Big Tone. Well, unless we find out that Big Tone is actually Amp's dad. And... <laughs> yeah, the, the Big Tone we work this is with. turned into extenders. Dad and not the same person. My, I've never seen them in the same room, to be fair. So there, there could be something there. Who knows? I mean, they look nothing alike. And I believe that Big Tone is, is younger than you. <laughs> That'd be I look very much like my dad, but Big Tone, who we work with, doesn't doesn't look like us. Good to know. So, there we go. Well, apart from that, he could be your dad, right? <laughs> cool. Apart from that, exciting. He could be full on related. <laughs> I'm quite interested because we're in the. Sorry to go on a tangent. That we're in the video medium. Danny, you wearing like a Hogwarts uniform? What have you got on? Got, oh, it's like I've a football shirt United under shirt. a V-neck. Of course. Right. Yeah. Should we, yeah, should we describe this for you? So it, it looks like a black cardigan, something so, something one of my I've grandmas got, would wear. I've got a nice fleecy jumper on because it's winter. You've got to look after yourself, haven't you? There's there's all sorts out there in the, in the air. Dan's got curtains drawn. Dan's got the log fire on, curtains drawn, his woolly slippers on. He's got a black cardigan on, and he's got what yep. looked like a polo shirt, but it wasn't. It was a terrible football shirt underneath there hey wait i'll have you know christmas spirit and everything this is a knockoff chinese copy of a really popular shirt in the late 90s <laughs> <laughs> that i had off the internet was that also a christmas gift <laughs> no but i bought it with my birthday money because i'm a big boy i let genuinely this year i bought with my birthday money that i got given a Spider-Man computer game, a book about Eric Cantona, and a Manchester United shirt from the late 90s. I felt like I was nine again. <laughs> Can I also mention as well that after we'd agreed via text message that we would all use similar mics from headphones that would give us similar quality, Daniel has set himself up with a professional microphone. <laughs> I ain't got what you got. Daniel Partridge over there. <laughs> Aha! <laughs> Well, I haven't got all that. You agreed that. I didn't say anything. I stayed silent. Yeah, exactly. Because you want me and us to break the gear out. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question for you all. Have you ever sat on a Santa Claus's lap and questioned your existence? Yeah, I do remember pulling the beard, actually, as a child. It's that moment where you pull the beard and you realise that all the world is a sort of simulacra and you're living in... A spectacle <laughs> in a construct. You're living in a spectacle, in an illusion, um, and nothing means anything. And has it ruined you for life? Uh, no, I'm obviously still very well balanced and fine. You can tell that. <laughs> Stop laughing. Stop laughing now. Ollie, you don't like having trees in your living room. <laughs> 
It's weird. No, I don't <laughs> mind it. I just, I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking be asked. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Listen, I've got a tree in my house. You can see behind me, and I couldn't be asked. <laughs> so, all right, so, all right, me and Ant, we've got our kids about the same age, like a month apart. And this is probably the first year where my son, at least, has been kind of on board with the whole Santa thing. You know, that he's kind of, he's getting with it now. He's, he's getting excited. He's behaving himself mostly when I get the threat of, you know, Santa's listening to this. You know, that's, I've got that card to play for this month. What do we do then in that moment that, you know, because it's obviously scarred Ollie that he's found out the, the real truth behind Santa Claus. That and many other things, yeah. What do we do? What do we tell him? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I think this should come from Kevin Ollie. What's your advice, Kevin Ollie? What would you ask the two childless weirdos what you should tell your children? Hey, Ollie, you're not a weirdo. Thanks. <laughs> Neither are you. Um, but oh, I don't know. Why lie to him in the first place? You know? Just tell him it's a nice day. What is it? That, but why is that a tradition? Because there's loads of them, isn't there? Like that and the tooth fairy. And, you know, why do we do that to children? Jesus. Je- yeah, again. Sorry, Christians. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Is there a reason that we do that? Do you think there's some kind of psychological stage of development? Do you think there's something important about that moment when you find out that it's not real? Is that a good thing to happen? I reckon it's probably it's probably like keeping him in line, isn't it? Like religion actually probably was used for quite a lot back in the olden days. Mm. Um, it was there in place of law quite often. And actually, you know, it's all a lot about morality and that kind of stuff. So actually, the reward for being well-behaved maybe that's where we've adopted it because the thing is with like santa claus and the father christmas thing that is a relatively new thing Mm. that's only been around since the 1930s so that's been changed and modernized and twisted and there are christmas traditions that go like way back further than that um throughout like scandinavia and i think all around europe and places like that there's there's a version of things but yeah i don't know maybe it's just a case of like you know these kids are doing me head in just they won't behave themselves, especially as it's got dark all the time. So oh, they're just, you know, full moon all the while. They're just like behaving like little werewolves. What if we give them something to aim for? A little reward chart kind of thing. Discipline them with lies. I don't know. I was raised as a godless heathen. So I was always taught that sort of morality was a personal responsibility. But no, you're always fine too. You're a godless heathen, Ollie, but you're like hero. <laughs> you think that's confusing? I have to spend mo- 11 months of the year, I have to tell this child, no, you can't have anything sweet before your breakfast. Have your breakfast. Eat your breakfast. Now, I give him a little calendar that's got a little slab of chocolate in it every single day. Oh, that's... And it's okay. See, my parents, they wouldn't let me have one of them. My nan, who, God rest, loved her, amazing person, don't want to slag off her gifts because she was literally the salt of the earth. But... Every year, right, because my nan wanted to give them to us, even though she wasn't sort of massively religious, but she gave us these advent calendars that just had religious pictures behind every door. So as a tiny child, my mum would bring me down. And all her mates, like sometimes if they got like the good ones of a celebration, they'd like bring it in in their lunchbox and like compare what they'd had. And my mum would have to try and get me excited about opening a little door with a picture of an angel. You get like two days in and you're like, Still no chocolate. Fuck, fuck this woman. <laughs> <laughs> what is what's the point of this? I don't need to see a post stamp sized picture of anything. 
<laughs> I don't mean to brag, but this year my sisters have bought me a brew dog beer advent calendar. Oh, I've got 24 different cans of beer. They look really good. Oh, it's the this might be the best month of my life. But then I suppose <laughs> the upshot of that is I am now very slim and you're an alcoholic. So maybe my parents raised me well. Swings around about the different. I mean, it's very difficult as well to get out of certain traditions. Like I always have my advent calendar after breakfast. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I do want to say, I don't want to take this time actually. Like Ollie's just said that he's very slim. I do want to announce to our listeners that after 15 episodes of the podcast and the whole of 2020, Ollie is finally living up to the rumor that we spread about him being a vegan. <laughs> he's finally there. Vegetarian. So, yeah. I'm a vegetarian now. Thanks, guys. You should be very proud of yourself. Very proud of yourself. Ollie. Yeah. And all my little animal friends are proud of me too. I'm really looking forward to this year, right? I really want to like go to a farm and cuddle a piglet and just not feel bad about it. <laughs> Kev will show you the way. Actually, maybe not a farm because then I'll be like, you're going to die soon. I'm cuddling you anyway. But maybe I'll adopt one or something. Just Do it, man. Have it as a little friend. Do it, man. Adopt it and put it in your living room where the fucking Christmas tree should be. <laughs> <laughs> then it'd be weird. <laughs> put lights on it. That'd be great. I'd love that. That's it, man. Ollie, this time of year, there's so many traditions. There's so many different things to do. And of course, all of that, that stems from somewhere. And all of those stories, and that's somewhere that it comes from, is found out by Oliver's research. Have you done any Christmas research for us? Well, sort of, Amph. In a way, I've done some research. Um... The thing is, knowing everyone who listens to your podcast pretty much by name can be problematic. And given <laughs> that any kind of critique of institutions like sports teams or movie studios has landed me in hot water uh, with their fans, fans being a word that I remind you is an abbreviation of the word fanatics, I have decided <laughs> to steer clear of an objective look uh, at what is ultimately the festival of a wonderful religion. Um, and, uh, you know, any of the sort of economic motives for said festival and have instead prepared a statement about how much I love Christmas. Do you want to hear it? Well, that's a bit of a shock. Yeah, here you go. I'm going to read it out to you now. I love Christmas, the origin story of which is objectively true and stands up to historical analysis. I, like you, listener, resent any implication that the way we celebrate Christmas has changed one iota since the beginning of time. Any assertion by grumbly old Scrooges that Christmas decorations go up earlier every year is a complete illusion. And if you think it is any way connected to the Western economy's increasing reliance on the festival for an annual injection of cash based on uh, the exchange of unnecessary items that will mostly end up in landfill, you, sir, are a miserable twat. An old man climbing down your chimney to interfere with your children's stockings is a heartwarming idea. Children must be taught that the only reward they merit for good behaviour is material possessions, or will they grow up, or they will grow up into twisted, heartless criminals. Every Christmas song ever made is objectively fucking excellent. I wish they were piped directly into my brain, 24-7, all year round. I fucking love Christmas. That will be all. Thank you. Um, I'd love to say thinly veiled sarcasm there, but you did nothing. That's how I sound when I'm being genuine. That's probably the most accurate research you've ever done. Um, Thanks. I love Christmas. That, yeah, that, that ring, that, yeah, that rings true. 
I mean, did you even go on Wikipedia for that, like you normally do? That came from no. the heart. I can tell he wrote every single word of that. I did hours and hours of research on Christmas, and then I threw it all out and wrote my statement. What says Christmas? Like a statement. Ollie, what you what about your research in terms of like? I think I agree with is like when you talk about Christmas songs, like it's something that we hear constantly every year, every Christmas. You don't really they're all great. Get sick of them? You don't never do. What makes a song great is just putting the word Christmas in it and some sleigh bells. Yep. <laughs> have you ever played the game Whamageddon? I haven't. Am I about to? Well, no. We, I think it's probably too late by now. <laughs> so the idea is you start off on December 1st and you have to go as long as possible without hearing Last Christmas by Wham. As soon as you hear it, you're out. Okay. You could be really mean and play it for someone else so it pops up on their phone or something like that, so they're out. Wait there. So you're in the that's Whamageddon. You're in the doctors. You're about to have some super serious deep down colonic. Where are we going? Last Christmas comes Let's up. Let's not replay my 20... Actually, it wasn't a colonic. <laughs> I had a colonoscopy, though, and it was no fun. My goodness. Just picture this. Yeah. Reflesh. Reflesh. Flash, oh, my <laughs> God. I can't Flashback. <laughs> uh, right, let's start this again. Flashback. Six yeah. months, Ollie. You're in the doctor's... I constantly am. They're going down for a little bit of keyhole. And yep. in the background... There's a song that comes out the speaker. I don't know why six months ago, but ignore that plot. Yeah, that was June, mate. I'd have yeah. been well confused. <laughs> Last Christmas comes on. What do you do? Do you pull the tube and run out of there so you don't lose the game? I mean, I don't think anything could have made that worse, Anth. <laughs> I had to also watch it on a screen in front of me like a fucking dark episode of Stargate SG-1. <laughs> was, it like, <laughs> was it like a baggage x-ray at the airport? <laughs> They x-rayed my baggage thoroughly, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I didn't even have a colonoscopy. I had a sigmoidoscopy, which is even worse. When, Ollie, can I ask you a question? When so you a... walked out of that, you did you walk out like a gift? They wheeled me out. They're like, would you like a copy of your video? It's only £35. We put a nice little track over the top of it. You can yeah. send it to your family and friends. You get it as a key fob. Look, Mum, here's absolute infallible proof that I don't have anus cancer. <laughs> Was that your Christmas card for this year? Just the inside of your anus? Yeah, I mean, it should have been, shouldn't it? Yeah. Merry Christmas, <laughs> hole. <laughs> this card is full of shit. Dan, Go on. spruce us up with, with your game of yours. Well... It's not so much a game this week as a quiz, or do they know it's Quizmas? Oh, God. Oh, right, you <laughs> in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> you got six questions each. You got through the sigmoidoscopy story, but that made you throw up in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it before. Ollie, that was a beautiful story compared to that, what he's just said. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, carry on. Right, you're going to take it, you're going to take it in turns. You've got six questions each. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to do six questions for one person. Six. We'll move on. We'll do that in in turns. See who gets the most points. It's all very yeah. Christmas paced. I've borrowed it. I'd say borrowed it. I've just stolen it from the Liverpool Echo online. Um, it was the first <laughs> thing that came up when I googled. So uh, it was. Well, look, one in the eye for the sun. So nice one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Murdoch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Um, anyway. So, who wants to go first? Go on, then. Let's go on, Ollie. You're up first. Ready? Question number one. Yep. Oh, I should have prepped you. Could have some quiz music. All right, ready? Number one. 
including Rudolph, how many reindeer does Santa have? Twelve? No, it was nine. Oh. Right, keep score, lads. He's on none. Right, question two. What's the exact name of Slade's Christmas song? Who are you asking? You Me. again. This is your round. <laughs> Me again? Yeah. Um, you got six questions. This is the second one. To be honest, I'm just having medical flashbacks right now. I'm really distracted. Was Slade there? Did someone want to bu- buzz in? the holder in your anus? My anus got Slade. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I actually, I, I actually, it's not coming. I'm, I'm drawing. I'm only take I remember the bit where he shouts, "It's Christmas!" and Slade <laughs> Gray, and I live in Birmingham, and I should know, but I'm just blanking on it. Sorry, it's sorry, Merry everyone. Christmas, everybody. Okay, great. Uh, question number three: When is St Stephen's Day? I, again, raised as a heathen, no clue. No clue. That's December twenty sixth, alternatively known as Boxing Day. My heathen hero. <laughs> I might have known that if I could have been bothered to look at the religious pictures in my advent calendar. But no. Yeah, your nan was trying to educate you all those years ago. That was she your was moment. This was like some dog millionaire. She Sorry, was trying nan. to feed you that. She was trying to give you access to your research from an early age, Ollie. And you couldn't even pick it up from then, man. Question number four. What is an Italian Christmas cake called? Uh, a Christmas cake. Ollie, you know this. You lived in Italy for a year. No, I didn't. <laughs> and it was three years. <laughs> wasted. Three completely wasted years. Um, I, I actually can't remember. Don't we know, had a quiz the other day at work. Panatone. Panatone. Oh, yeah. Big Panatone. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. In, yeah. the film, in the film Elf, what is the name of the department store he works in when he arrives in New York? Uh, oh, God, I haven't watched it since it came out. Is it like Macy's? Good shout. It's not. Nice. It's, it's Gimbal's. Gimbal's. Oh, I was say and Macy's. question number six. Yeah. In what town was Jesus born? Is it Bethlehem? It's Bethlehem. You got one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, little town of Bethlehem, oh, Ollie, you are so beige. Right, I'll go next. <laughs> You're going to go next? All right, so, you know, Ollie's thrown down the gauntlet. You've got to match one to match Ollie. One to beat. Two to be in the lead, okay? Come on, you bastards. I've got Okay. This. Name three of Santa, Santa's reindeer, not including Rudolph. Uh, Prancer, Dancer. Go on, then. What you no, go say? on, go on. Prancer, Dancer, Vixen. Correct. Nixon? He said Nixon. He said Nixon. <laughs> Prancer, Dancer, and President Nixon. <laughs> Nixon was not a reindeer. <laughs> Dasher, Dancer, yeah. Prancer, Comet, Cupid, Vixen, Blitz, and Donna, who was also a kebab. Uh, question two. In which year did Mariah Carey release All I Want for Christmas is You? This could put you in the lead. All I want for Christmas is the truth. Give me a year. Come on. 1999. 1999. 99. 99. Is incorrect. It was 1994. No. Why are you being so judgmental, Kev? Because that went long ago. Because he's a big Mariah fan. I love Mariah. Obvious. Who doesn't? What a range. Who doesn't know that, Anth? 
Yeah, damn wet. Nimrod. Next question, please. Question number three. On what date is Twelfth Night? On what date is Twelfth Night? Yeah. Passion time, isn't it? What do you mean? What date is Twelfth Night? It can't be clearer than that. The 12th of December. Answer the question, Anthony. The the 12th of fucking December. (laughs) It's January the 5th. You're wrong. Question number four. What? How did that work? What is it's a 12, 12 days after Christmas? But my quick wait a second. Wait a second. Don't I be nitpicking here. This is with the Liverpool yeah. Echo. They've done their research. I've just copied it. I listen. Fuck the Liverpool Echo. I take my Christmas decorations down after one day after Christmas Day. Yeah, you right? fuck the Liverpool Echo. Why have they got 12 days of Christmas after Christmas? That doesn't make any sense. You can't ask a Geordie questions out of a Scouse paper and expect it not to anger him. <laughs> no, like, this, this, this is never going to end well. Is there, were there too oh, many numbers question. in that for you? Was that too, next question. too I'll much? Next question. Right, question number four. What is Father Christmas called in France? Ollie would have got um, this. Um... Uh, Father. Alela. Oh, Father. You can't just say Father in a French accent. I don't know. Father Christmas. And I fear that if I guess. Go on, have a guess. Go on. I'll be called an accidental racist. Probably. Alejo. Go on, what is it? Go on, Ollie. Text me. Text me what it is, Ollie. No, don't give me the answers. <laughs> Ollie, what's the answer? Uh, his name is Craig. No, Craig. Craig. <laughs> oh, Noel. Craig. It's Craig Christmas. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Bel Noel. That most French of names. <laughs> Craig. Craig. <laughs> I think we've got the name of this episode. Who is Craig Christmas? Question number five. Who voices the title character in the 2018 The Grinch? Oh, um, 2018. 2018. Oh, oh no, the cartoon one. Yeah. Oh, shite. I, mean, I didn't ask for a review. Oh. <laughs> That's an unusual name. Mr. R. Shite. What, what was your answer? Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Rogen. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> well, it's spelled like Roger. What more do you want? It was Buck Rogers. <laughs> Uh, that's incorrect. It was Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh. So question number six, and this is your last chance to go into the league. You're currently tied on one with Ollie. <laughs> with my heathen hero. <laughs> that's all I've, that's the place I've always wanted to be. Tied with my heathen hero. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. There's an image. Sounds like a documentary. So, question number six. Christmas Island is a territory of which country? Madagascar. Incorrect. It's Australia. Yes. It is. So, Ollie's not quite the biggest loser just yet. Kev, you've got a chance for a clean sweep and getting none of these. Oh, none I'm of definitely these, right? not the biggest loser unless it's a tiebreak situation. Can right, I tell a quick right. story about Benedict Cumberbatch? I used to know it. someone who worked in the costume department at a theatre in, in some play that Benedict Cumberbatch was in, and they had to uh, look after his Cumberbatch's britches, and it, they 
were taking the britches after he'd worn them during a break, right? Yeah, he left him there to go and wash his special britches, get them laundered, and apparently he'd cumberbatched all inside of them. Allegedly. With what? His be- with his yeah, Benedict. Apparently there was a huge Cumberbatch stain that comes straight out of his Benedict. Allegedly. All down the front. <laughs> Allegedly, Ollie. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Wait, was that also from the Liverpool Echo? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just third hand I heard of someone, so it probably ain't true. But funny, isn't it? <laughs> he was never invited back for Panto again. Oh, Right then, Kevin. Oh, God. Oh. Come on, Kev. You're up, Kev. Oh, Kev's sick at quizzes as well. I'm proper annoying. Don't say Kevin, that. Question number one. What is Mr. Scrooge's first name in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol? Ebenezer. Ebenezer. He's already on one. Can put him off. <laughs> He's already on one. Right then. So this, so this is going to take the lead, yeah? Um, this is good. You can actually win this entire thing now. Make yourself the king of all kings of Christmas. I think that's how it works. Question number two. <laughs> it's tense now, isn't it? Tense. I feel tense. Are you a little tense? I'm about to cumberbatch. <laughs> all in my Benedict. Question two, Kev. How many Christmas number ones did the Spice Girls have? Three. He's saying three. Kevin is a little Welshman. He's small. <laughs> Can you believe it? No, I fucking can't. Go on, Dan. Give it, put us out of our misery, for God's sake. He's right. He's got to win it. Oh yes. do, you, do you want the rest of your questions? Do you want to answer it together? Because obviously Kev knew the rest of those. He's done it in two questions. He's beat right. you both. Last it. He's already won, so ask the last questions, but it's first to answer. Go on it, right. What is frankincense? I've told you this at the beginning of the episode. I mean, he's won anyway, so who gives a shit? It's a monster. It's, it's another name for Frankenstein's conscience. I think you'll find it was frankincense's monster, actually. Frankincense was the inventor. Oh. The clue is in the word incense. It's a kind of tree sap which makes a smell. Fra- <laughs> Frank incest is your creepy Uncle Frank. <laughs> Next question. Oh, it's when you're just really Next frank question. about it. Yeah, that's right. I fucked my sister. <laughs> Sound bite. I don't have a sister, so it's fine. <laughs> not anymore. How it works, Ollie. You can't just... Because it's not factually right in your genealogy, you can't just say things. <laughs> Question number four. Where are the traditional Christmas plants, poncettas, originally from? Wales. No, it's not Wales. I'm going to burn uh, through this because you've already won. So, Mexico. 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 So, Daniel, Daniel, of course, the Daniel you don't have to say every country with an accent, okay? I've, ta- I've been through this. Well, no, I have to use some sort of accent because that's how talk. Comes from the man who's paused the podcast three times to sing a cappella. <laughs> <laughs> Let him do his accents. <laughs> There's a lot of a cappellas in this episode. I'm sorry. Kevin goes to New York, but where do the McAllister family go on holiday in Home Alone 2? It's not Paris. It's not Paris. That was the first one. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago for holiday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Florida. 
Oh, of course, it's Florida. Oh, God. And the last question you had was, in the song, The 12 Days of Christmas, what is given on the 10th day? On the 10th day, my Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree, a bastard. <laughs> the 10th day. Oh, it's not five gold rings. Is it? Is it Lord not leaping. Ten, Ten Lords leaping. Of, exit. Ten Lords are leaping, Kevin. Get in, Kev. He's he absolutely smashed the shit out of you two, you losers. <laughs> Issue isn't at ten gold rings, nine gold rings, eight gold rings, <laughs> golden rings, six golden rings. As, as, we, as we've already kind of found out in this podcast, Dan, I've had the shit smashed out of me enough this year. My golden rings are my golden rings are no longer intact. I need five more. Lords are oh. leaping. What are the Ollie's ring, texture like sun. Uh, hey, I'm completely free of ass cancer, so you know, yeah, feel pretty good about that. I'll drink to that yeah, too. I'll drink to that. Yay! I'm uh, drink. You know what? 2020 hasn't been all what, that what bad. You want for Christmas? Oh, oh my god! Oh. It's the alarm. That's, it's the that, alarm. Is that the really expensive buzzer that you didn't actually tell anyone ah. about at the start of the episode? Kev, what are you going with? I would say, right, even though this year has probably been the most difficult year for most people uh, for Christmas as well, and a lot of people aren't going to probably spend their families, I think when the whole spirit of Christmas and taking COVID out of it, you have to bother with Christmas. It's a fun time to get a drink, eat a lot of food, get some nice presents, some bad presents. But, yeah, definitely bother with Christmas. What if you're from a country that has a different religion and doesn't celebrate Christmas at all? Do what you want. Yeah, cool. Just shut up. Good to know. <laughs> I'm just saying this is a global phenomenon. Yeah, we've got listeners all over the world. <laughs> well, I mean, there are also different religions within this same country as exactly. well. Exactly. We've got to be inclusive. <laughs> but still, do Christmas. I thought it was kind of cool with Eid that they, there's two. There's the one in summer as well. I thought, what a great time to have a party. We're all indoors having that one Christmas thing, that one celebration. Yeah, it's I can celebrate cold, that too as well, actually. Maybe yeah. that's what I'll do. I'm going to bother with all the religious festivals this year. I'm going to do them all. Pie. Every single Positivity. one. Eid, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Um, sorry if I pronounced all of those wrong. Um, but I'm going to look at, I'm going to do my research and I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to have a goddamn party, even if I'm locked down on every single one of them. <laughs> Merry uh, fucking Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We're going to be multicultural and celebrate every type of Christmas. And it won't devalue any of them at all. It will make them all stronger being together. (laughs) Like Power Rangers. Yes! I'm the only one who bought a hat. So, I mean, I kind of have to. No, I think... um, Do you know what? For all of the the pressure of the build-up and the stress of all of the spending and all of the getting everything ready and the wrapping and all the anxiety about all of the things that surround Christmas, you couldn't not have it. You know, it's, it's definitely something that you you do look forward to. And actually, I, I think I do miss the excitement as a kid. And I think that's the thing that you miss the most is how it felt as a kid doesn't translate to how it feels as an adult. And I think that's the thing that I probably miss most is that excitement for the big day itself. And you, you know, not really knowing what was coming because actually as an adult with and a parent, you are actually planning how the day's gonna f- fold out, really, more or less. Um, not to say that you 
don't know everything coming there might be some surprises and gifts and things like that but i think that the the thing for me i'm really excited for this year is actually making it special making it magic nice 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 i'm the same as you guys this year has been a bit of a roughie it hasn't all been bad like we said ollie got himself sorted out health wise that's good good to have him back on board oh yeah um not all bad but I think, like I said at the start of this episode, I wanted to base my decision on Christmas in general, not based on 2020 COVID Christmas. All of the other Christmases that my parents give me, wife give me, son give me, friends give me, everything like that. So I'm going to bother with Christmas because I love marshmallows. I love getting pissed. I love hot chocolate. I love getting pissed. I love Die Hard, and I love fighting people every year that Die Hard is absolutely the greatest Christmas movie that's ever, ever been made. No arguments here. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Well, (laughs) I want to end the podcast there. I want to end the podcast there. (laughs) Why not? What a surprise that all of us like Christmas at the end of the Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. It's almost like a Christmas special of a TV show, isn't it? But uh, I'd also say, when you think about, we're coming to the end of the year, like if you think about, yeah, the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we started a podcast this year. So. Yeah, all good. yeah, I get you. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the tone down. All right. Okay, we're trying to cheer people up, are you? <laughs> like and subscribe. Bye. If the pandemic hadn't happened, you wouldn't have got us. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, no, we would have actually just been able to record in the same room, which we've never been able to do. This is the first time we've been able to at least see each other's faces. Yeah, I liked it better before. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three. Fuck off. Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas. you (laughs) filthy animals. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Hey, should we all sing a song? This one's going out to all the listeners. Everyone who got involved in crap year much better. It's gonna be different this year without everybody here. How will we not turn into miserable kids? I'm Kev. Even though we can't be near, there can still be Christmas cheer. Call up your mates, open some drinks, and chat some shit. You don't have to have drink. Chat some shit, chat some shit. If your narcissist record it, distribute it, publicize it, reference it. Remember when you said that thing on the podcast? We've only got about 90-odd listeners And they only get 80-odd Christmases So why the fuck are you wasting your Christmas time listening to this? Why? Why? When you could chat some shit, chat some shit If you're up yourself, record it Force your colleagues and your rallies to listen to it. Have you listened to my podcast yet? Ask acquaintances for faint praise. Never listen to what they say as they pretend that they got past. 
the first ten minutes. Uh, yeah, you know, I liked it when um the guy said the thing. Chat some shit, chat some shit. Who knows what insights you'll get if you can put up with other people's shit just for a bit. Just for a little bit. Just a bit, mate. Chat some shit, chat some shit. Most importantly, enjoy it. And if you're alone, just pick up the phone and we can chat some shit. Anytime you want. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thanks, sir. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Kate. You guys. You really made it a lot of fun. 